Hi there! Welcome to the Fictive Realities podcast created by our very own Richmond youth. The curator Paul Watt had invited five talented artists to exhibit their cultivated artwork at our gallery. Michelle Gay, Lee Henderson, Doug Jarvis, Steve Lyons, and Peter Morin will be exhibiting from September 7th to November 3rd, 2013. So what kind of work is it? And Mojica, Lydia, Therese, Jacqueline are here to answer all questions. So, all of you entered the gallery. You looked to your right. You saw water, dark, circular objects. What were your thoughts? I didn't know what it was at first because it didn't really make sense to me. There were four dark circles on the wall and that just seemed unordinary. <laughs> well, this artwork was by an artist named Peter Morin and he called it the Taltan Dark Matter and Taltan Robots. The Dark Matter piece specifically refers to two things and finds its origin in ideas around science fiction or alternative ways of understanding the universe. And this was actually a performance art piece where the artist, he came in and there was a paper bag hanging from the middle and he stood underneath it so his head was covered by a paper bag. But it wasn't a paper bag, it was an Al-Qaeda bag. If I was Taltan Robot, I would gather up a lot of people and make this whole, you know, I guess you could say army and charge towards the light to get it back and spread it <laughs> everywhere. And the artist himself wrote about Taltan Robot and described it and said how it was everyone and he also wrote the whole story. Oh, and also in front of one of the paintings, there's a stick on it. Yeah. Do you know what that might represent? <laughs> it might be a sword that the Telton robot held while defeating darkness. So the perspectives of viewing this piece are endless. Let's move forward a bit. A large wooden spiral structure, four TVs attached. The title was Gut Reactions, Live Feed, and the artist would Doug Jarvis. What did you think it meant? What does it have to do with the stomach? The TV showing us a belly. Um, the professor talked about how belly is con actually controlling your emotions, and it actually, and I after I saw it, I think it makes it sense because if you are hungry, you get mad or sad or something else cranky some, yeah some depressions and then if you're like full after you ate a really delicious meal you get full and then you're really happy to do the other stuffs yeah your, your stomach reflects what you're thinking so it's kind of like a second brain almost which yeah so after looking at this bizarre art piece we moved on to where the sofa is and sat there wondering, thinking about all the art pieces we've seen. And there's a book next to it. What did you guys think when you were in that area? I thought it was like something for us to read when we relax and we're tired after we've seen all these art pieces. And I was just so hands-on. Usually 
art pieces and art galleries are framed with like two inch glass and like behind walls and, and you were not allowed to touch it <laughs> yeah and just like go sit on it put your feet on it or something you know are you sure that's a book i don't see anything like novel or story inside <laughs> yeah I, th- I thought it was a catalog or something who knew it was an art piece no one who knew <laughs> <laughs> who knew <laughs> So the artist's name was Lee Henderson, the one, the new dad, and the book that he published was The Rock Fort Files. Yeah, it was really surprising that the Facebook status actually can be published as a book, because usually no one will publish Facebook. It's very original, right? Yeah. It's because the artist just said that it's just copy and paste directly from Facebook. Does that mean we can get famous too? Yeah, we well, can be artists. Someone publishes all your statuses. <laughs> Would that be comforting? <laughs> well, it can be honest, like Lee Henderson's book. It was uncensored and all of his thoughts were there. Yeah, and the fact that this can be art, because this is on an internet, something you do on a daily basis and you hourly update your Facebook status. But then as soon as it's in a book and it's published and it's on paper, it becomes official and authorized. But it let me feel it's more true because, like, usually we think the book is about truth, right? Or facts. It's not like Facebook, you can add anything you want, anything you mind. Would you believe anything that's in a book, though? Uh, most of the time. <laughs> but some books are fiction. But it's also a story like the people created. We don't need to believe everything in the book but no like story we can still read it i think nowadays the internet is more reliable on information that we look for since not many people write books anymore or they used to when there were no computers and everyone had to come to the library to research so when someone finds a new information people usually most likely post it on the internet instead of writing a book. But then again, yeah, not everything is true on there because people can exaggerate, so... Then does that mean that any of us can just get up and write a book? If somebody wants to publish it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so this book is... It only has a few editions, so we have to protect it. Right, yeah. Yeah, even though it has on Facebook, but it feels more real when it touches it and feels it. While this is very rare, it's from internet to book, which is which usually just goes on forever and ever. Contrasting to that, there's an art piece right opposite to it. That's the opposite. Yeah, so basically it was like a computer screen that the artist, Michelle Gay, created with her brother who was a physicist. And it's a software that translates a really, really, really old text through a thesaurus, so the meaning changes every second almost. And... We don't even know what the original meaning is, but somehow she's hoping to find the original meaning by translating the text in numerous different ways. Parmenides was a metaphysicist in 400 BC, and he was the first um, kind of philosopher, thinker, um, trying to grapple with the idea of what it means to be, what it means to be a human, and what reality is. At first, no one noticed that it's an artwork. And we just notice that there is a time on it because the sentences on it, like, sometimes does not even make sense and we could not understand the words. Yeah, it's not real art mm-hmm. in the sense what we expected. And it just runs and runs and runs until we turn it off. <laughs>
If there is no record of the text, how can we know the right meaning? If you are lucky enough, you can get it. <laughs> but, but how do we know if, it, if the right meaning already passed? It might have said like two seconds ago, but we could have missed it. Then it's a mystery. <sighs> that, yeah, that's the beauty of it. Moving on to Steve Lyon's artwork. Walk into this area of the art gallery and you see, you know, loosely hung pieces of cardboard, paper on the ground, different colored pieces in a circular room. It's based on a very, very un unusual place, a really weird place. A utopian commune called Zion City, Illinois, that uh, was founded in 1901 uh, by a guy named John Alexander Dowie, um, but taken over by a more interesting character named Wilbur Glenn Vuliva uh, in 1905. I thought it was the separate artwork from the little room because it's like pretty far and then when I walk in the room on like the back of the art piece there was like this shape S very far away from it and I thought it was somebody that somebody's um, a project that has left there and I wanted to pick it up and give it to the manager to ask them if somebody <laughs> left it. But then I thought, this is an art gallery, I can't touch anything. When somebody pointed out the TV, then yeah. I realized it's like, it's a sentence. I was looking at the TV and then I saw Lydia there on the TV. <laughs> and I was like, how did she get there? She's on TV. <laughs> and I looked to where she is and she was in the same room. And from that angle, it looked 3D. But in the TV, it looked 2D. And it was, yeah, completely amazing. So maybe it's like now, because everybody said the Earth is round. But that's because we're looking from some angles through the Earth. But if like somehow we stand like maybe we stand like in a unique angle, then the earth will might be flat. It also shows us that when we're dealing with other people, we should stand on their shoes and think about what they think before we do stuff. We see it's not even close to what we imagined. Is that what life is? So I think this artwork really questions what we know. It also tells us that you can't say that is correct, so that must be correct. In different point of view, there's different answers. How did all of these artists tie in together? And what does fit to realities actually mean? I think also have, they all have a thing about the people and their life. And all of these, like you said, you know how it was all confusing? Mm -hmm. But they made me ask questions. So if you guys could sum up this Fictive Realities exhibition in one word, what would it be? Beauty. Connection. Deep. Real. It also tells us that anything can be art nowadays. Anything? Anything. This podcast is produced by the Richmond Art Gallery and the Richmond Youth Media Program. Thank you to all the volunteers involved in the making of this episode. Anne, Danielle, Jacqueline, Lydia, Mahika, and Therese. 
A special thank you to the Richmond Community Foundation for sponsoring the Richmond Art Gallery Youth Podcast Program.